I uh, assume everybody's uh, able to wait. Okay, I want to double check something. Trent and I were trying to fix an audio situation. I hope I'm not being doubled. One second. Always the audio situation. Did OBS do a thing again? No, it's not OBS did a thing. Is because we're trying to go over to um, the uh, uh, Tailspire. You can't hear the audio I would like on Tailspire. So what mm. we had to do is pretty much make a virtual microphone. And then that virtual microphone that I'm speaking to is also what you guys hear. The bad side of it is that I hear myself. So there's an echo when I speak only. It's not recorded. But I wanted to confirm live on Twitch that it's not being recorded. That is all. Um, but hey, everybody. Hey, welcome to uh, our Reroll podcast where we talk about things. Um, this week specifically... We're, we're, we're talking about one of the coolest bros I've ever known in my entire life. It's a Vic. Who's that? That's, what? Um, <laughs> hey, which, which, I mean, let's do it right now because I can. Um, is, you're you're going to be like 30, I think. How old are you? 29, 28? You're 25, right? I am 1,100 years old. He's going to be 1,100 years old. <laughs> I learned that you are no longer Baba in the uh, in the NC family. It no. is now Trent because he's twenty four. Oh um, my God! I am no longer the baby. Thank you, God! You are no longer the baby. Um, he just turned twenty five. I'm not sure. Oh, maybe he's twenty five. Okay. The baby. Finally, I'm free. Trent. Yeah, I'm Trent free. is baby. Finally, I am oh. free. The tallest member of our group is baby. <laughs> yes. Oh. That's all tallest member of the NC is the youngest one. Yeah. <laughs> of course. How tall... Wait, no. How tall is uh, Trent? Uh, I can ask him, but he's pretty... I think he's taller than Dickie. I think. I could I could ask. Um, okay. I, uh, I, I'm my good... dad thinks like six foot six, so... Okay. Let me, let me, let me ask real fast. He's, uh... he's literally as tall as Dis. <laughs> Yes, he is. That's true. Minus the horns. Minus. Oh, uh, yeah. This is height is not his horns aren't aren't in it because that's cheating. Yeah, six feet, six inches, and six centimeters, right? Exactly. Exactly. Mm. <laughs> that's exactly how, how it is. Um, I'm not asking Trent right now. Okay. <laughs> not at all. What that clicking noise is is nothing. No, what clicking noises? Yeah. Um, no, so let's yeah, let's introduce who's who's, uh, who's here on this beautiful beautiful podcast. Um, we have, of course, uh, a Dermia, myself. We have Tabitha, Dicky, and Bick. How how is how is everybody? How are you guys doing? Doing good. I'm doing good. Excellent and good. It's a Monday. It's I'm a alive. Monday. Hey, being alive sometimes is better than not being alive. Only sometimes. Another uh, day of being alive and spiting God. Oh God. Oh, oh, that you have no idea how no idea. that is right now. Oh, oh, sounds like we have stories to tell. Um, uh, hey, God, yo. Let me live another day. Therefore, it is time to make it everyone's problem. Yeah, I uh, I just had an in-law conversation about um. 
things. Let's let's not have that subject right now. Uh, it's gonna open a floodgate. Um, but uh, glad everyone's well. How's everyone in chat? Please tell me what you did this weekend. Uh, let me know. I'm not eavesdropping. I'm just curious. It's not being nosy. It's being friendly. Um, but so we uh, our Rise of Tiamat game. I love the uh, the the spooky vibes that we're in. Um, <laughs> the yeah, so much e. Uh, the Arthur game. We're still. Um, I'm very surprised of how much pain the group is willing to take to avoid killing. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's 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 cool. It's it's, it's a very different um, uh, situation, which. We can discuss the whole thing about like how these games are inherently just there's a lot of killing and there's there should be an issue with that. But you know, um, yeah, I noticed that with Monday's group too, uh, the how how much they're willing to take the the pacifist route in order to avoid bloodshed. Yeah, I mean, you have like, you the... know turning a monster into a fish and tucking it into bed, then running <laughs> as fast as you can. Um, that... That was let's figure out the quickest way to get the hell out. Yeah, that that was a <laughs> that was patience looking, going absolutely not, and leaving. Hey, the apple doesn't fall far from this tree. Obviously, there's you know, shut up. <laughs> I know what that means. Every single campaign has their story. I think us polymorphing this horrific. Uh, I forgot what they're called the the bee dudes. Um. Oh, Dicky, you are taller than Trent by one inch. He is four. He is six four. Oh, two inches. Sorry, two inches. Uh. There you go. I can post him up. <laughs> there we go. Dickie and still and Dicky is crown. now the reigning champion of the tallest and the <laughs> oldest. There you go. Multiple titles. Um. All right. Go to bed. Um, not you guys. Uh, that's for puppers. Uh, and then we're starting two new games this, uh, this week. Uh, we're going to start our, uh, well, technically not start. We're doing session zero. Um, and it's only going to be live for, uh, Patreon and for, uh, those who subscribe on Twitch. Uh, and we won't put it anywhere else. So if you want to see how we do session zero and character creation process, uh, that's the only time. That's it. It's gonna be gone forever. Uh, and then, uh, so we're doing a character creation and such the for our Star Wars campaign, which is going to be this um, uh, different palette. I think that's how I'm, exp- I'm going to explain it because I know nothing about Star Wars, and y'all Games know a lot. Um, I know very little about Star Wars, but I've had someone. Yeah, I don't think we know. I don't don't know anything about Star Wars. Do you, Jeremiah? No. Uh, What Star Trek Wars? What? The Star Trek game, right? Hold up, it actually sounds fun. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute. Let's play a Star Trek campaign. (laughs) I I would. I would. I would not mind a Star Trek. Do know that they do have a role playing game called Stargate. That I know nothing about. Oh, Stargate. Let's yeah. play Stargate. Stargate. Yes. Stargate has not as much oh. love as oh, in, yes, it I should. I love Stargate. Yeah. Um, 
And uh, so, yeah, we'll do that on Friday. And then uh, Sunday, we're going to have our first session of Village Vigilantes, uh, which is a new show that we're starting uh, where Dickie's GMing, and it's going to be classic throwbacks where we uh, play a whole bunch of games that are not Dungeons and Dragons and that are just older systems that should have should be brought to the foreground because they're amazing. And uh, we're because gonna... they were collecting dust. We need to get them out there. <laughs> Dickie hey, would um... just spring cleaning. He's like, hey, I have an idea for a show. There you go. <laughs> um, yes, yes, yes. Uh, so that's that's the, the how that's what we're doing with RPGs at the moment. Um, can can I interrupt? Yeah, what's up? We have I think because we have an important life update that happened well, this past week. We we do, we, we do. do. Yeah, we absolutely up? do. Hey, Dad, you want to talk about it? <laughs> uh yes. And today the shit got even real. I mean, oh. Ooh. Yeah, I'll let you know about that. It just showed up, and I'm I'm still looking at it, going like, "Holy shit, it's here!" Oh wow! Uh, I uh, I published a book last Sunday, and uh, so far, people that have read it have been very positive towards it. Stuff like that. There are some mistakes in there. I have found out, and I have sent it to my publisher for corrections. Okay. Uh, the name of the book is Survivors of the Mutant Dawn. Uh, if you're into Gamma World, then it's got a certain twist towards that. And today, I received a letter from the Library of Congress in Washington, D.C., and I hold in my hand the Certificate of Registration for my book. That's cool. So, I'm official now. That's so cool. <laughs> that's 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 amazing, dude. I'm, I'm so happy. Yeah, that's I mean, awesome. Yeah, because everybody would say, "Oh, you wrote a book. That's so wonderful." And I'm just kind of like, "Well, yeah, I've been doing it for a long time." You know, Vic will tell you how long I've been doing this thing, and and uh, it's the story was originally two story, originally one, which is going to be my second book. Then it became two stories in one, and then my publisher had the idea, "Why don't you split it in two? And so this is my beginning version of the story, and it will continue on. I'm so, so excited uh, to read it. When you get to the uh, later part, later chapters, mm-hmm. then you're going to get an idea in a sense how Gamma World is. So uh, that way you get an idea. This is going to be the we preview. We from there. Okay. That's, and, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. So, uh, oh, yeah, I mean, so far so good. I even got people asking me for autographs, and I'm like, okay. You are are legit now. Yeah, we're getting too weird about this now, folks, but they're just friends. They just need an autograph. In case I I die and it makes a movie, then they say, oh, I got a movie. I was going to ask that exact question. So, Dickie, when's the – when are you going to release the rice for the movie? Oh, I don't even say that word. Um, I'll just show up to your house, and I'll sign it. Boom, that's it. <laughs> okay, the real reason I can't have a book signing is because I'm under contract with Amazon for the first next three months. Uh-huh. So therefore, all books have to come from people making orders of that. Uh-huh. In order for me to have a book signing, I have to go to a different publisher, and I have to buy a whole bunch of books from them. Oh, okay. And therefore, I can do a book signing, but people have to buy the book. And if they don't buy the books, then I'm like those other schmucks that's got the whole garage full of books. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Okay, that makes sense. All so, right. 
since I'm starting out. Um, and by the way, just to let you know, if you want an ebook, ebooks are two dollars and ninety nine cents, and the paperback is ten dollars and ninety nine cents. Yeah. Exciting. Like yeah, paperbacks for sure. You got you ha- it's there's, yeah. I like. I have a Kindle. I, it's just not the same. It's just nope. not the same. Champ, Champ do you want a paperback too? Yeah, I want to say thanks to uh, my two brothers there that bought the book and showed it off in, in, on, on Facebook. I appreciate it. Yeah. It needs to be shown everywhere. We've even got people on TikTok uh, advertising yeah. for it. Um, I know our, our yeah, brother, you got people Shane on TikTok that. talking about it. It's yeah. pretty cool. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll send yes. you the uh, I'll send yes. you the video in a minute. Give me that stuff. I got to see that. <laughs> uh, and then also, Jesus, we need yes. to. I need the the link for our classic throwback game because I'm going to go to the villains and vigilante pages on on Facebook and bringing it up. And I'm also going to contact the one that created the game, let him know we're doing it. Yeah, and, I'll, I'll send uh, all the information and see what kind of feedback we can get yeah. from people. Yeah, the loot, the YouTube link won't be made until like a week after the first episode. Yeah. But we'll give you yeah. all that information when time comes. Uh, right. Yeah, as you can see, y'all, there's so much happening, and <laughs> that's just with the role playing stuff. Yeah. Uh, soon, uh, more let's plays are being made. And we're also going to. I have an idea to be able to do more film podcasts. Um, and take less time from everyone's life and then do more personal projects at home um, because the studio is open and we can see each other. It's it's all about just uh, uh, pinpointing schedules correctly and, and tweaking those gears and those those cogs. Um, yes. yeah, but hey, Vic, are you nervous? What? Sorry, I'm reading the Twitch chat right now. Uh, Shortbeard VA says, Dad, if you need a narrator for the audiobook, just give him a ring. Oh. I will absolutely vouch for his uh, voice acting skills. He is fantastic. We'll agree with that statement. Ask my publisher about, you know, what what do we got to do to get an audiobook? Yep. That's that's cool. That's so cool. Uh, He actually did a, um, a while back, he did did a a reading of, um, I think it was like a Discworld book on uh, Twitch and very nice to listen to. Yeah. His voice is, is ship's kiss. <laughs> yeah. I have to also get into some competitions too, some writers competitions to get more publicity going because I got to find out some more marketing. So if anybody's got any marketing ideas, spit them out. I'm ready for them. All right. Awesome. We'll do. We'll, we'll, we'll brainstorm this. We'll have a, we'll have a meeting as they say. Um, <laughs> All right, enough of me deflecting. Hey, uh, hey, Tabitha. Tabitha, are you there? Yes. Okay. Hey, I think you have the first question. Oh, crap. Hold on. Let me get to it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's only posted on. You don't remember the one question you wrote? You no. Know, it was like half it's a It's been year a few ago. months when I wrote these. In all fairness, I barely remember what I did today, so valid. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. Valid. Vic. Even though I know a lot about you. Um, what? Who are you? If you could have a familiar, what would it be? Uh, yeah, that's a champ. No questions asked. That's awesome. I, I should have known. I agree it's, with that. It's, it would be champ. Absolutely. Champ is your Patronus. He is my, he is my Patronus. Actually, my Patronus, as I took the quiz, is a ginger tabby cat. 
and oh. I will stay with that one. Cool. So it's true. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I, I think we He's can all... He's a champagne tabby, thank you. Uh, um, I think we can all agree that we've, we're all big enough nerds that we've all taken that quiz. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mine's a peacock. Oh. <laughs> Mine's a badger. Mine's an Irish wolfhound. Um, but anywho... Uh, it's not about us. It's not about us. It's about Vic. Stop deflecting, Vic. Um, God damn it. Here's a couple of questions from Lynn. Um, no. Which one of these, we're, I think we're going to see that situation uh, when we do the the Sickerel Chronicle spots. Here's oh, the question. No. Um, if your character survives to the very end, what would be the best case scenario for them after the campaign is complete? Huh. Yeah. Well, so. The funny part about uh, well, with West, and I, th- I think the answer that I get uh, from West is, to be honest, I didn't expect it to to, to make it this far. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, there was a point where he did die, and I was like, oh, okay, that's it. I guess I'm gonna roll up Stranger for the next session. <laughs> oh God! Can you imagine how different Sacred World would be if Stranger finished off the campaign instead of West? It would be a much more chaotic game for sure. <laughs> I, I feel Stranger, Addy, and uh, and pretty much oh, Oleg would get into Con. every single like like here's a bad idea. Let's do it. I think Ragnar would have his designated trash man that would just collect random stuff that he either stole or found and just hand it to him and be like, here, you can use that. You can use that too. Did you mean oh. Stranger looking at Cole and just being like, you'll be me in 30 years? Absolutely. Um, <laughs> yes. Vic. Um, no, but yes. I, I, I wanted to let you know that uh, uh, I went to the Death Museum in New Orleans, and uh, there was legitimately a jar of teeth, and I wanted to take a picture so bad, but there was no photography allowed. Like, a jar full of human teeth, and I was like, oh. He's here. Okay. <laughs> Was there a note say Stranger was here? Uh, no, but I I would feel that Stranger would be the perfect person to do the tour at the Death Museum. Yeah. <laughs> and here is my prize collection of teeth. They are all assorted from different uh, eras. The one on... And he'll like just point to a random one. That one's my favorite. Smaller. <laughs> yeah, no, but... Uh, <laughs> it's, it's pointing at the different yeah. one. <laughs> And that one is a tourist who asked me too many questions. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, so West. Um, yeah, West, what's up? The best, I guess, best case scenario for West is um, more or less how I. It's funny because that's how I play him uh, as an NPC in uh, Rise of Tiamat. The best case scenario is him finding a means of, like, doing something for himself. By like opening up this like tavern business and like having his best friend with him, yeah, and uh, yeah, kind of raising the kids as well. That's true. That's true. He's uh... traveling, uh, traveling every now and then back to DruidCon, uh, kind of learning a, a little bit more about his Druidic heritage and just learning to heal from the past and genuinely be happy for once. Yeah, that, so, that's a that's a hard hill to climb sometimes. 
Yes, Abby? So what you're saying is we still have to bust Carabao. Yeah, we're going to bust his ass out of Mount Celestia. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, adding it to the list of <laughs> one-shots. <laughs> Wait, it's a jailbreak. Yep, it's a jailbreak game. I'm going to literally like, bust through the gates, and they'll be like, you can have him. It's, he keeps stealing our things. <laughs> we kept running out of cabbages. <laughs> oh my God. He keeps yelling penis really loud in the... He's <laughs> the only penis in the chapels. We we can't get him to stop. Oh man! So, uh, because of quarantine, how has playing through the computer affected your RP uh, versus like uh, when we stood it in here? Since I, uh, Rise is all online anyway, and uh, Sacred World is going to remain online. Um, yeah, how does it feel DMing and playing online versus like physical? I actually have found that i do in a way prefer it because it's kind of helped me stay connected through our games after having to pick up leave houston move to san antonio to follow my you know culinary career yeah and uh not knowing how long i'm gonna stay here here where i go from here i i do like uh i i did like the transition to roll 20 because it was a lot easier audio wise for me mm-hmm because when you're sitting on Skype ha- uh, in a room while all this terrain and stuff is happening, you only have one specific angle to look at. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's uh, so much, I guess, for the microphone at times. Yeah, that's also true. It's it's yeah. It's it's just better when everyone sees the same angle. Yeah, it it definitely does help. I do. I mean, I do miss playing at the table with all of y'all, but uh, I did like the opportunities that online playing has brought us because I got to ch- play. I got the chance to play with my best friends, and then also my best friends from across the America. Yeah, which uh... I never am gonna forgive you guys for sneaking Lynn onto Sacred World. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh... I, I do like the idea yeah. that uh, 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 our Friday games, because uh, um, there's more surprises to be had, but might oh, no. might, might be surprises. nationwide. I'll, I'll just leave it with that. Oh boy! I'll just, I'll just, I'll just yeah, I definitely that. liked uh, building campaigns better on uh, online as a mm-hmm. DM than like trying to figure out how I'm going to build my terrain like an hour before I get to the studio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's it's a lot easier when you come to the studio more often than just uh, an hour before a yeah. game. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, we'll, uh, last question from Lynn. What is the most intense moment your character has experienced in the game that actually has affected you? IRL. In real life. In those IRL. Games. In the IRL. <laughs> um, you know what? I'm going to say it. Yes. That was when Carabao sacrificed himself to help us escape the Underdark. What I don't, What are you talking about? <laughs> because, oh my god. I remember sitting there, like, on the couch, uh, having to be muted for this whole moment, and I was just yelling so angrily. I'm like, don't you fucking do it, you son of a bitch. You fuck-ass <laughs> motherfucker. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> I mean, it was it was good that 
at that time you you were in San Antonio already and you weren't there anymore to yeah, actually strike me. I, I would have chased your ass out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I would have kicked your ass in real life. <laughs> yeah. No, it was it was really such a good moment. Like, and I guess like yeah, being online definitely kind of helped with that feeling of helplessness because you're not realizing what's happening or you realize what's happening, but there's nothing you can do to stop it as it happens which definitely fits the moment i feel yeah and i remember like the next day we had to um we had to drive back to houston i think and uh we actually like i think we were sitting in the car and it was just like just intense silence the whole ride through (laughs) because we were it's like we were literally processing a death yeah i mean yeah that's how these games are sometimes yeah you get so attached to these characters that when they die you know, it's, it's it's not the same as a family member or a loved one, but you're still losing somebody important to you, even yeah. though they're fictional. <sighs> hey, Jeremia. Oh, that's me now. It is you. <laughs> uh, same question for everyone. If you can reimagine one of your one or all your characters in D and C D and D characters, changes race. Class and what what would it be, and why? I think you made art. No change, no, no change is also unacceptable. Okay, yes. unacceptable. All right, so uh, I I I can't use Wes because he's already a grab bag of multi class. Oh, that's, uh, funny. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, <laughs> Can you imagine Wes being a paladin? You know, no. actually, there was a meme that was posted on the Alistair Discord <laughs> that made me think of Wes as a paladin. Oh really? Uh, let me Dale. find it real quick. It's really I mean, funny. Like Dudell. Hold on. It's the uh, oh, it's called. His name is Sir Wreck Your Shit or Reese for short. <laughs> or and uh, his occupation: knight. Weapon: what God gave him. <laughs> Fighting style: just fucking decks you. <laughs> I Which I think see. is absolutely. Oh, sorry, microphone. It's absolutely appropriate for uh, West as a paladin. I see all these um, working so perfectly. Oh my god, there! Oh man, uh, trying to think of another D and C character I have other than my good boy Zevier. Yeah. Uh, who I just—he was. I actually have drawn. It's funny because, like, with West and Zevier, I have drawn them as like different D and D races just to see what mm-hmm. they would look like. I have a whole sheet for West, and. Yeah. Uh, the elf one always looks strange to me because the beard is just gone, and I'm like, no, mm-hmm. it's incorrect. Cool. I do like the uh, the Luxodon version. The Luxodon one's cute. Yeah, he, he looks, looks like a woolly like like mammoth. mammoth. Yeah. yeah, I personally like his orc version. Oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah, uh, I mean, hey, I, that that was an idea at one point. I think I contemplated the idea of uh, making West an orc at the start of Sacred World. I think, like, when I was, like, coming up with West as a concept, it was just, like, I had, like, maybe, like, a week to put them together, and I was just, like, I, I'm, like, all right, what do you need? And Jesus was, like, I don't know. Don't do that. We, ha- we have this, this, and this. P- play whatever you want. And I'm, like, yeah, but what do you need? <laughs> <laughs> Rubber DM and me. <laughs> it's, like, put team balance. <laughs> yeah, team balance. Team balance. They're, like, well, we have the Barbarian, but they're this class. And I'm, like, all right, well, I'll do, I'll do full tank. Let's go with that. Mm-hmm. That's Stranger. Stranger, I can't imagine as anything 
other than a cryptid. Yeah. He just, he just works the way he does. Can you imagine but, him uh, being yeah. a bard? Just like, let me tell you, you know, a joke. A, a stranger bard? It's funny because his original concept as a warlock, uh, he was packed at the tome, which allowed him to have some extra like spells from other classes, and Vicious Mockery was one of them. That makes sense. <laughs> just because I yeah. needed him to have it. Like, like stranger mixed with... Um, uh, but Laz would be a terrible, dangerous. terribly dangerous uh, combination. Entertaining, also, but terribly. He dangerous. originally had the actor feet. Oh, he did. He did he had the actor feet? So he would just constantly like, uh, and he always had the warlock feature where he can just like pop a disguised self without wasting a spell slot. Oh, the trouble he got into. <laughs> All right, so, uh, oh, after your me is a me. Um, okay, so I have a, a question that uh, that could it be a loaded gun or could it be simple as uh, uh, one or two words. But, hey, Vic, how should, from your uh, perspective in Walk of Life, um, how should others do representation? Do you think they should do it at all? They should try. Um, do you have any personal stories that you would want to say out loud for the world and the internet forever to hear and can never be oh, unsaid God. because it is on the <laughs> internet forever now? It's on the internet forever and ever. Uh, I think that it's always good to try. It's it's good to have representation. I think that's really important. Like regardless, like and like as far as like I guess like people who aren't from that walk of life trying to tell that story for someone else that might not be the best thing to do you should always have somebody if this makes sense somebody of that particular walk of life have a say in what you're creating or writing that way you have that voice yeah to kind of give you insight you know without without you like cuz cuz there's always going to be like uh I'm trying to think how to word this Huh. Remember forever. Look at Hollywood. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just <laughs> look. Look at Ghost in the Shell. Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. So here you have, you know, a movie that was based off of a Japanese, you know, piece of media, and you know they had every opportunity to uh, have it true to its source material, but they chose. You know, movie producers, as they do, chose to not do that because money. Money. Because big name actors and actresses mean money. And, you know, we don't want to give people the chance to, like, have breakout roles. We want to use people that will give us money. Yeah. That was the exact quote on the, uh, uh, frick, what was the name of the movie? Uh, a movie about Egyptian gods that came out. I forgot what it was called and why. No. Uh, yeah. That Le- uh, Leo Neeson actor, I forget his name, was uh, the Liam main Neeson, character. Liam's Neeson's Neeson's? Liam Neeson's Neeson's. Uh, no, no, not Liam Neeson. Uh, 300 Dude. I forget his name. Gerard uh, Butler. Yes, that Gerard guy. Butler. Yeah. Where it was like, well, if we hire someone that's actually from Egypt, you won't know his name. You will know Gerard Butler. So we hired yep. him as the main character. Um, which... and yeah. side, side, side note about Gerard Butler, he yeah. made a fascinating movie. It's kind of small, and people didn't pay attention to it. It's called Timeline. 
Okay. Which is about time travel, which is very good. Cool. And he is very good in it. Oh, awesome. All, also has that guy that died that was in uh, Fast and Furious. Ah. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Never, Rudd. Never watched a single Fast and Furious movie. They're in space. Same now. here. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I... I um... I I think that uh yeah. that that should no be... no you've got a good point like the like with with that movie with Gerard Butler and the Gods of Egypt and then you have a movie like The Mummy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, the latest one, not the, not the one that was before that. Oh yeah, the the one, one before that was better. Oh yes. Yeah, no, I was, I'm talking about that one. I'm talking about the one that is yes. not the Tom Cruise one. Yeah. Oh, Brandon Fraser. Yeah, like here you have actors that actually you know. basically represent that you know anyway brendan fraser is a treasure i fucking love brendan fraser so um, much but uh i i so uh, to to uh piggyback on on your uh your comments um which i also agree uh representation is is, is good um yeah people shouldn't it's a game, right? It's this is this is for fun, and if you're not having fun at the table, then something should change, or you shouldn't do it. Like you shouldn't be forced yeah. to be put into this position. Oh no, yeah, no, like um, for sure, like like if you're playing uh, like like for a D and D game, if you wanted to try out playing, you know, a, a character a certain way, like a, under a certain identity or like a certain backstory, like that's always, I I feel that that's a good way to explore yeah. and just. In, in a good way to also like learn new things, new concepts, new like perspectives for sure. Like always try something new at yeah. the table. And, and as long as you come from a place of uh, understanding and love, and not, yeah, not understanding love a, and just in, you know wanting trope. to learn. Yeah, yes, and not just and, as a trope. Then like yeah, not, not as a trope. Not as. A, Go ahead. What? Go ahead. No, I was saying not as a trope. Not as. Uh, because because i've i have dealt with people that have wanted to play characters a specific way but only as a means for attention only as a means of look i'm so progressive when truthfully they weren't Mm. like they were just doing it as a here's my free pass to prove to you i am better than you know people who are openly bigoted Mm. which is really garbage way to put it but you know what you're saying dad well i was going to say that you know i think playing different characters you learn a lot about yeah uh yourself as well as you know the characters you're playing uh case in point i played two characters that were the strong silent type and brooding and type like that but brooding but they you know there's not much you can do with them you know except fight and that was it and probably having orc death was probably the most colorful character I ever had. Who was constantly drunk and constantly talking and constantly active. <laughs> Starting so, brawl fights. <laughs> yeah, there you He's go. The guy you want to talk to at the bar. Yeah. Yep. Um, like I, I think su- su- such things like as um, uh, 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 representation in the game is fun. Um, as an example, uh, uh, a, a thing that I have very fresh in my mind because i literally experienced this to uh yesterday um so uh my girlfriend um uh unfortunately got sick and had to be uh wheelchair bound for uh the day um and 
New Orleans is not the streets because it's such an old town. It's not super friendly to wheelchairs. It's really not, um, which makes me think of that whole controversy when uh, they introduced a miniature that was like a, an adventurer on a wheelchair and like roll 20, you can have a character be on a wheelchair and people were complaining and raging how unrealistic this would be. You would never be able to go to a dungeon in a wheelchair. I'm like, yeah, so fuck what? Like, it's a fantasy game with elves and dragons. Yeah, and dragons don't You're going to let a wheelchair yeah. break your suspense of belief. Yeah, like, I mean, just because the Sith Lord has a Jamaican accent does not mean that it's going to break your disbelief of the entire Star Wars universe. Like, Jar Jar Binks is... Can't... Um, it's, well, it's like uh, the movie, the movie Green Hornet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seth Rogen was going to get Nicolas Cage to be the villain, but yeah. he wanted to be a white guy that talked Jamaican. Oh, and that kind of yes, when 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 you're obviously like just just in, in, in talking about representation, like if you want. A Jamaican individual to be casted, you should just hire a Jamaican person. Um, yeah. it, like there's um, uh, one of my favorite actors, which I'm oh, I'm so running uh, blank on his name. Um, he uh, his my favorite role that he's ever been was Luigi. Um, Luigi. Yeah, he he's he's a Mexican man, and when he started out in Hollywood, um, he's like, all right, this is the role. So he auditioned, and they said, oh no, uh, like you're not fit for the part. Like, oh, what did I do wrong? Like, please give me pointers. I want to. I want to succeed in in this acting career, so like, please tell me what I did wrong. Oh, you weren't Mexican enough. What do you mean I wasn't Mexican enough? I am Mexican. No, you don't sound Mexican. You don't look Mexican enough. So he portrayed a very racist stereotype of it, and like that's what we wanted the movie. And like, that's obviously the negative aspect of of like what you could do. What you were talking about, just. Um, but putting it in your game where it's it's imaginary base, you're 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 not doing blackface. You're 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 <clears throat> shedding light to these things, um, and 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 trying to be this cool reptilian creature um, who maybe doesn't have one eye or maybe can't hear well, um, and like introducing other things like uh, when I was writing Stoon Stoon. Mm-hmm. Stoon Soon was supposed to be uh, one of, um, out of many, from T's past, a relationship. Stoon Soon was originally, like, as I was writing, female. But the more and more I wrote Stoon Soon's backstory, and the more I was trying to get into my head, like, Stoon Soon wouldn't be she, they would be they. And it, it, it's those type of things i really feel that that those are like a positive light into representation even though i do not identify as they them yeah Yeah. so like like does is that a positive thing from your perspective vic i mean yeah i would think that um you know through you know see like you know uh god words are hard exploring like these stories and like having more exposure to these stories and learning you know through them it definitely does help like people's perspectives and helping to tell more honest you know 
stories and arcs that aren't based around specific like stereotypes like for instance uh having a transgender character in a show or a piece of media and that entire plot point for that character has to be about their transition you can't Mm -hmm. just have a trans character just existing and doing something else it has to always be about their identity it has to be about all of the trauma that they face through transitioning and oh my god their parents hate them they disowned them they threw them out of the house it's all it's always that mm-hmm. it's it's never hey here's a character who's just on an adventure and just happens to be trans like you know yeah, it's, that's that's the that's that's it like it's it's like yeah. saying this person has blonde hair or red hair that is that's just a thing that doesn't identify that shouldn't be their only fucking thing for their character yeah, no, I would say, you know, having more representation, more representation that's like not ba- like you can I mean, it's it's good to have stories that shed light on certain topics and subjects, but also having, you know, characters of different walks of life, you know, existing and just going on an adventure together definitely, you know, it, it helps normalize things as yeah. awful as that is to say. Yeah, no. it makes it more it, it makes it more common to see these different people of like race and identity and et cetera, like just existing in a show or a game, because mm-hmm. I know for a fact that helped me write my story a lot, because if you look at like because I, I started writing this in like middle school, I was like 13 years old, I was writing the story. And looking back at like the first time I conceptualized these characters to right now, they are so different. They're so much more, like the cast is like so much more diverse. Their storylines are all you know different from where they started, basically. So yeah, I think representation definitely is a, a good thing to explore as long as you're not being an ignorant asshole using it as a free pass yeah to and, uh look cool and uh uh i haven't seen this episode so like i i don't really know terribly too much about it but um we've been for like allies um uh, like the last episode of uh, critical role apparently uh i think matt had to publicly say yes these two got together um and everyone was like wow how how could these two gay men not be together? Uh, and I read an interesting story about it, which is like, hey, don't let your pseudo fantasies interpret the story. Just because they're just because these two characters in that story are gay does not mean that they're going to end up together, nor do they like each other just because they're gay. Like, yeah, I uh, I have I have a lot of complex feelings and words to say about like fandom spaces and how they interact with like online media like this Mm -hmm. uh the quickest way for me to sum it up without diving into a whole other subject about this is uh definitely look up parasocial relationships because that is essentially what what that is to me okay okay that's a new term that i will look up after yeah you guys should do your. it'll make so much more sense once you like start looking into that because it it definitely covers fandom as a whole hmm all right cool cool uh here's your daily homework from vague here's your daily homework go look <laughs> yeah. at parasocial relationships and see how online community has essentially created this entire new norm 
Uh-huh. Is, anyway. <laughs> could it be described as Supernatural's episode of uh, Sam and Dean where they found uh, their fan fiction and they're like, but we're brothers. Like, they don't care. I have way more notes on Supernatural and we do not need to get into it. <laughs> we're going to start a separate podcast, a Supernatural podcast. We're going to branch off on this podcast and just debate Supernatural as a content. Mm, yeah. Nah. Yeah. So, uh, hey, these are from Jess. Um, what would Wes's reaction be to meeting Neff? Um, because I'm sad that this never happened in the past two battle royales. You know, because I know we had, I know Jess and I like hyped up Wes and Neff meeting in the first battle royale, and then mm-hmm. it just never happened. Yeah, yeah. And we're like, oh shit, okay. This next battle um, royale is going to be like cooperative, like gameplay. So maybe we yeah, can yeah. redo it. Maybe we'll we'll see we'll see. Um, West had a target. That's why he. Wasn't West there. did have a target. You <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> so, the first thing that pops in my head when I think of West meeting Neff, it's like when two giant dogs meet for the first time across the room. <laughs> they just like walk in and they stop and they stare. And there's like thirty <laughs> seconds of silence, and then so, one of them moves and then all the furniture starts flying. So giant dog, we're talking about like Saint Bernard and a Dane here, or what? Yeah. So I I see Neff. I see Neff more as a. I I think Neff's more like a Pyrenees. I feel. Okay. Big, giant, and fluffy, basically. Uh And uh, uh, what was it? I had somebody uh, tell me. I think I think uh, one of our bros on the Alistair Discord, Jason, uh, described West perfectly to me because. Let's see. Okay, West is a Newfoundland. Is, oh, is what I yes. was told. Yes, I can see that. I'm like that's correct. That that absolutely tracks. The West, that 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 tracks. He's like you. You have hammer. You have hammer. You have hammer. You do good. And then good. whatever little brain cells were in those heads of the those little pea, pea brain heads of theirs just empties. <laughs> and it's yeah. just stupid shit all throughout the rest of the day. I uh, I. <laughs> uh knowing uh as a uh, gm um knowing like the stats and like the character built and everything it it's so incredibly scary to say that this 17 year old girl not only matches west in strength yes but is canonly has higher hp than him Yep, it's terrifying. Being lower level, and, yeah, and I being think, a- I think Wes <laughs> would be very excited to uh, meet somebody who can also give him a, a the biggest like bear hug. Yeah, it's like, like they would just be like they would they would be like competing over who gives the strongest hug. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, uh moving to Jess's uh, second question, um, how do you make up characters in your mind? I know you're you're also uh, writing, so like, like what's God. the process? Like, do you have different ones between like D and D, like your characters that you play as a player, NPCs, and like your characters from your own stories? Um, as far as D and D goes, a lot of my character building goes based off of, you know, like I like I will say for West, it has been like like from day one, it had always been all right. What does the party need? And that actually kind of helped shape him as a person because mm-hmm. I had a week to come up with West. I was like, all right, uh, human, barbarian, 
All right, roll the stats. Here you go. Here are my stats. Yes, I know. He's really smart for a barbarian. I don't know how that happened. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. He's so well-rounded. And, uh... And That's I interesting to hear. What? That's just, that you basically thought, what does the group need? Because every time that when, uh... When Reefer got turned into stone, I asked Jesus, what do you need? Yeah. What can I do to fill? And he tell me, okay, I need this kind. Okay, okay. So I go to the files, I pull one out, and then after those two left, I say, okay, what do you need? So basically, I'm I do the same exact thing. Whatever the need of the group is, is more important than what type of character I choose. I think that's DM mentality too. You're thinking of balancing yeah. the party at the same time. Exactly. Yeah. So exactly. yeah. So and I think I mean in a way that kind of helps shape West as a character because I had like no personality, no nothing for this guy. Like when I was walking into like session zero and I'm like, I have no idea how I'm going to play this dude at all. And, and I, I had like, I guess like a, an idea. I'm like, I, I'm just going to play him kind of aloof. He doesn't know anybody. We'll, we'll figure it out as we go. And then Cowerbell walked in and everything just went out the window. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I guess it kind of, in a way, like his concept itself shaped who he was as a character because West very much became a character of, Oh, you need help? I'm here. I, I will do this thing for you. I'm here to help. I'm here to, to fix the problem. But, um... Oh, man. I mean, as far as, like... I don't know. It's kind of hard to break down how I make characters, because they just kind of appear whenever I need them. So it's yep. like, alright, we need a... It's like, alright, I need a character for this specific thing. Um, alright, let's... I think the first hmm. thing I come up with is, like, appearance, and then I find a name somehow. I think it's also storyline. You think about storyline, yeah. then you yeah. think about what does I need to balance this story out, and then, then you got to figure out what type of characters will fit into that role. Yeah, I, I, I definitely think in the in the mindset of a writer where I'm like, all right, yeah. we have main character. I need a foil for this character. I need antagonist. I need a side supporting character, and like I just have all these like thoughts of how to play them. Like I know for um, later down the line with. Uh, Age of Maya, I'm like strategizing how I'm going to play this new character of mine because it's a very different like class than what I'm used to playing. Hmm. Oh boy, I can't wait. I it's going to take so much brain power. I mean, it's it's like writing for me. When I start writing a story, I'll write a, a situation and then I'll get to a certain situation. Oh, that is really cool. And then I have to look at it and go like. Oh shit! What are the consequences of what they just did? Then you got to think about all the different possibilities of yeah. consequences. Then you got to think about okay, what characters do I need to fill in those consequences with? So that's another way you can develop characters. It's just basically what situations you're getting into and what situations you're progressing through. Yeah, more or less. And I guess like in a way, like especially with coming up with D and D characters, because these are characters that I'm going to be like embodying and like playing through. I, when I, whenever I have like holes in a character, I kind of find myself picking bits of myself and putting it into that character to kind of like flesh them out a little more and see where they go. So. Okay. All right, all right, all right. Um, uh, last question from Jess, uh, which is. Uh, uh, what celebrity would you want to meet, uh, and why? Oh man! Well, it's it's supposed to be the what what celebrity would you want to be your BFF and why? Ah uh, man, I don't know celebrities. This is hard. 
I mean, I guess I'm already friends with some internet celebrities, and they're pretty fucking cool, I guess. Yeah, internet celebrities are still celebrities. Yeah. That works. I don't know. I think that uh, that short beard guy on TikTok's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I think it would be pretty cool to meet that guy. Yeah, that'd be pretty awesome. Yeah, uh, I guess as far I guess if we're th- talking like Hollywood celebrities, I don't know. Ever since watching uh, the Hot Ones interview, I really want to just talk to Paul Rudd. Just talk to him. <laughs> he seems like <laughs> such a cool guy to hang out with. Did I just hear Tyler well, laugh heard, from across the room? You know where he's from originally, right? He's from Kansas City. Okay. And when the Kansas City Royals won the championship. I was about to say, inter- clueless? They inter- yeah, they, he was there and they interviewed him. He goes, oh, yeah, we're going to have a cake party at my mom's house. Everybody come over. And he was just joking. Oh, my God. Yeah. Everybody started going to his mom's house looking for a cake party. Oh, my party. God. <laughs> That's hilarious. That is the most Paul Rudd thing. I love it. That's pretty funny. Oh, he's so cool. That's really, really funny to me. Yeah. Oh, man. All right, Paul Rudd. Okay. Paul cool. Rudd. I cool, like cool, that, man. Cool, 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 cool. Paul Rudd, everybody. Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Thank you yeah. for joining us on this podcast tonight. <laughs> there you go. Uh, hey, uh, Jeremiah. <laughs> yes, yes, of course. Uh, hey, Jeremiah, you, uh, would you read the next three questions for no particular reason whatsoever? <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, these questions are from Lee, but what's your darkest secret? My my darkest is, secret, or I think this is uh for um character for one for one of you, one or all your characters. One that, or all of my characters. Oh, I have yeah, um something one, that you can share. Something that you can share. Uh, what's 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 West's darkest secret? Something that you will can not read break the whole game. fucking time. <laughs> No. <laughs> oh, this whole time you can read. This whole fucking time you knew how to read, you asshole. <laughs> no. Uh... Oh wow, I don't. This is hard to think about because like West is just very off the cuff. He just mm-hmm. he's he's an open book. He'll say whatever's on his mind, and he can't lie. He can't lie very well. Um. Although I will say, let me see, let me see. Um, I, now I'm gonna think of a dark secret for Wes, and it's gonna be great. <laughs> I'm gonna have to make one up. Because I mean, is it's funny because his dark secret is not much of a dark secret because he just openly talks to the guy in his head all the time. Yeah, <laughs> out loud. Even though the guy in his head's just like, "Hey, you shouldn't be doing that in public." I think, and then he's just like, "Yeah, you know, it's whatever." <laughs> Everybody stares at him. Um. Mm-hmm. His darkest secret is yes. Thinking. Hold on. Hold on. He wants to not prep before a meal. He went bed. He uh. <laughs> he forgot to mise and pause one time. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that is, that he is he baked a cake and he didn't weigh out the ingredients. That he, bastard. Did he use cups? He used cups. <laughs> that bastard. It's his darkest secret. That, that was his darkest secret. Okay. 
but but the the bread turned out really good anyway. the bread the bread still came out okay like, it, it's not to his standard which is fine but like you know nobody else could tell <laughs> so so dark so secret so how, secret. how so dark uh what motivates you to fight on even i'm getting like guilted by aurea right now in dms because oh. <laughs> i hear aurea's voice going are you sure it's not taking up you know have, having a uh, habit of alcohol and doing underground fighting and lying to to your mother about it <laughs> no Okay. cover my ears real quick <laughs> all right uh i get this is still a character question or uh i think i believe so yeah or okay can, it can be you however you want to take it <laughs> well for west i'm gonna say uh what motivates you to fight an uneven uh fight on even against insurmountable odds for west it's the fact of he doesn't want anyone to get hurt and he feels that he needs to take that pain from people. Mm-hmm. So for, for West it's, it's the, uh, it's dealing with the, the whole background of having dealt with like an immense loss in his life. And he doesn't want anyone to experience that loss. So he does everything he can to make sure that people at the end of the day can smile even if he can't for me i'm gonna say uh 90 of my life it's spite (laughs) perfect okay wonderful yeah (laughs) i'm gonna love this new character for age of maya (laughs) he's like the closest to me as a trash fire as possible and it's gonna be great Uh, in case anybody wants to do this for their D- their Star Wars character, I do have a homebrew personality uh, virtues and vices. In case you want to have a problem or want to develop something in your character, let me know. Oh, nice. got you covered. <laughs> Interesting. My cool. character's too edgy. <laughs> got it. Got it. He's a little edgy. I'm sorry. <laughs> a little. <laughs> a little. Oh, I'm talking about my Star Wars character. Oh, I thought we were ta- still talking about Maya. I mean, yes, that to that as well. I was gonna say. Uh, now, I believe this is a Vic question, but what oh. do you do to cheer yourself up when you're having a bad day? If you're happy day, you know it. Clap your hands. He doesn't let us know about it until it's too late. Um. <laughs> to find out about it because Lynn tells me. What? Nothing. No, what'd you say? What? Nothing. <laughs> well, no, what did you say? Well, did you I like... honestly didn't hear oh. you. My, my oh. auditory was not processing <laughs> okay. very well. Um, uh, that uh, he doesn't tell us, and we had to find out about it through uh, Lynn. Oh, God. Lynn <laughs> will tell Lynn everything. I'm not texting Lynn right now. Um... <laughs> 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 uh, what do I do to cheer myself when I'm having a bad day? Um... I hug my dog. He makes works every better. time. Works every time. I stare at his. I stare at his empty little face and just yeah. everything feels better. Dog ones are good. And then I request cat pictures from from people who own cats. Dog ones are good. Dogs are good. Dogs are good. 
Yeah, dogs are the best. Um, therapy dogs, y'all. Uh, so, uh, this is from Ryan. Uh, in your opinion, as an experienced tiefling player, because now you are an t- experienced tiefling player. I am an experienced tiefling player, honestly. Yeah. What, uh, <laughs> so many <laughs> um, what makes a race so beloved by D&D players? Um, well, the fun answer is, uh, because they're gay, uh, <laughs> the actual answer <laughs> is, um... We get it! I think it. it has to do with... You're bi, well, you're a tiefling, we get it! Yeah. <laughs> but you're bisexual, you're a tiefling, I'm sorry, I don't make the rules. Uh, yeah. shut up. <laughs> Tabitha, you have two tieflings. Shut up. <laughs> If I recall, when I first invited you to play 3.5 with me, your first character was a tiefling. That was when I was first new to it. Like, I was like, oh, hey, this you looks interesting. Why not? It was the your most authentic self coming out. Yes. Uh, no, so... <laughs> and she was a warlock. My gosh. Gotcha. Uh, with my uh, entire flagship of tieflings. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with... Um, at least for some for some people it's it's the draw of being the outcast the other the being you know different and authentic and not quite getting that positive reception which i'm glad that a lot of games are starting to move away from that racial prejudice against tieflings yeah um at least in a, in a lot of the games that i've been playing um they've uh like in my most recent one i'm playing ziffer he's the most wholesome of boys big big blue tiefling baby um and like the first thing my dm told me was like yeah any of that prejudice and stuff i'm not doing this here you are all welcome and wholesome and beautiful so i was like great awesome so um yeah i think i think it's just that um they're just fun because you get that extra little uh zing of uh parental issues because (laughs) (laughs) bloodline (laughs) okay it's like, you know, daddy issues, I guess. I don't know. Stop calling me out. Oh, I'm calling you out, Tab. The, cl- the tiefling cleric of Asmodeus. Fuck you. You really hit, the, you went, hit you that went. one pretty... You went for a home run on that one. Yeah. Shut up. And you call him dad. Shut up. You know, I'm just saying. <laughs> the backstory behind that is beautiful. It's so beautiful. Yeah, no, I just, I mean, as for me, I like playing tieflings because they're fun. Like you're, you're basically a humanoid, but you get all the fun little like flavor quirks of like yeah. not being entirely human. Also, you get a tail, which is fucking cool. Tails are very useful. Ta- tails are so useful. They can't hold weapons, but uh, they're very useful. Yeah. Also, that. you get it to do. It's it's like a custom character creator. You get to like choose your own horns. You get to choose your own color. You can go from. I mean. Th- Technically, the player handbook says from like natural skin tones to reds. Yeah, the but original, we all ignore that. Yeah, the original tieflings that they believe. There's a just, whole like, rainbow of tieflings in the internet. I didn't ignore it. Mine was red. Nerd. <laughs> <laughs> you can also I, either give them hooves or peats. Yeah, like I yeah. said, you can give them hooves. You can give them little cat paws. You can give them like whatever the hell you want. I have seen so many cool tiefling custom creations. Like, there's like. Uh, and like the Pathfinder ones are so cool. Like I know yeah, somebody on the Alistair Discord that uh, made a uh, 
made a tiefling that was of Oni blood, and that was fucking cool. Yeah, that's awesome. That's that's yeah. Cool. It's so it's so yeah. it's so gnarly. Like her, like she like is so like she's like all plant looking. She has like a feather tail, and like her like her skin and blood are poisonous. It's that's fucking dope. nuts. That's I know. She's cool. so cool. Yeah, uh, there's just so many fun little things you can do with tieflings. Yeah, tieflings are they're, they're I love little... my little fancy boy and his little spats and his hooves. He's so, so cute. It's a little space. Thinking about Mercy from the campaign that we're Mercy. Oh, we have a grave domain cleric who's a tiefling, and she's like like ashen skin, just absolutely gorgeous. I love her. Nice, nice. nice. Uh, so uh, this is a modified question because I think either Ryan wrote this uh, a long ass time ago, or yeah, um, <laughs> he's not really too uh, familiar with how Jimmy uh, uh, Doodles is, is ran. Um, but, uh, so instead of his question, uh, what was y'all's decision into allowing the audience to request things for, uh, for Demi Plains? Um, I would th- I, cause Lynn's not here to speak on, on, you know, their behalf. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I will say on my end, uh, I like audience involvement. I like reading off, uh, the Twitch chat and like asking them, Hey, what do you think of this? How do you like this? And like, we, we found a really nice rhythm with like having themed Demi playing nights where it was like a choose your own adventure. And we would like have a concept for the, for the audience. And we're like, so what do you think will happen next? And then we'll ask the audience to like roll a die or something. And then we pick from like a preset list that we made. And then we like start drawing based off that, which has been received very very positively that's good so that's in in my experience of on my side of things i i've definitely liked that form of uh taking requests because it's a lot better than like because there was i know there was a point where we were like taking like chat requests and then like somebody who we never even knew would like drop in and they'll be like draw my oc and they would send us a deviantart link and i'm like i'm no, I'm not comfortable clicking that link, and that's why I turned links off on Twitch. So, I'm I'm not gonna give you free artwork. I'm not. Yeah, no, that's not how this works. Sorry, we need we need to make a living. Yeah. Please, uh, please pay your artist if you want art of your OC. Don't yeah. don't bother people for freebies. I've been an entire I've been in an entire Discord server where people would just like schmooze up to the artist just to get free art of their character, and it's just not an attractive look. Yeah. But, uh, uh, hey, Dickie, uh, you have some questions. Yes, I do. What were your growing pains as a DM? I know exactly why this question was asked. You know exactly why. <laughs> I know exactly why this question was asked. Yes, she uh, does. Oh, my God. Yes, yep. Uh, my, my first time, like, officially, like, DMing for people... I think the the growing pains that I went through was uh, having problem player, ha- having a problem player in my group. The, the problem player. The problem player, I will say. <laughs> who, uh, which I guess that was a, a I don't want to say it was a good experience to have, but it was definitely an experience that helped me learn as a DM to uh, work through uh, difficult players that. Um, you know, didn't really want to listen whenever the DM oh. was telling them something. That's um, lame. Yeah, it it was a mess. It was uh, 
it was my it was my first time DMing through Horde of the Dragon Queen, and uh, I had uh, Tab with me. I had uh, Squidly, who's in chat, was with me, and um, we had this one player that from the get go wanted to be difficult because he wanted to play a character, but his character was a Pathfinder character, and I was like, I'm not comfortable playing Pathfinder. I don't oh. know the system. We're doing 5e. Can you please? You know, you can convert your character over if you want. Like, I can help you with that. We can do it together. And, you know, that that way it's it's better for the system. And it was just like, no, but I'm really attached to this character. I don't I don't want to change his stats up. They're perfect the way they are. I'm like, I, I still need you to convert your character to a level two for this game. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh... I, that should have been my warning sign that it was not going to be a good uh, experience with that player because they refused to do that. They gave yeah. me their character sheet and the character sheet, they're at level two. And I'm like, why do you have a 26 in intelligence? It's like, well, that's just how it rolled for me. I'm like, it's a 26. You shouldn't be over 20. Yeah. We're at 20 at this level. A level yeah. to 26. 26 intelligence for no just oh my god it was such a mess and what did i keep telling you kill his character off yep yeah kill him yeah there was some times where we got really close to it actually it's funny the one time we came to the like i i personally didn't want to kill a character off on purpose just to like put someone in their place i just say it seemed mean at the time I know better now. Um, <laughs> hindsight 20. That's right. Hindsight 2020. Um, it's funny, though. Like, there was, like, so many times... And, like, the hard part about this character was he was so overpowered and unbalanced and completely broken, so I was having to, like, try to adjust the fights to, like, not make it seem like he was killing everything in the room without giving the rest of the players a chance to try. Yeah, yeah. So that made it increasingly difficult. And there was a point where... The one time we actually came close to killing his character was on accident. <laughs> and that was because uh, it was actually in um, Castle Neritar in the swamp. Mm. There was a... And I kept this trap, just so you know, in our last game. Because yeah. I have nostalgia with it. Yeah. There's a trap <laughs> in one of the rooms that is a wardrobe. And if you open... <laughs> there's two wardrobes on either side of the room. And if you open the wrong wardrobe, it would have triggered a trap that would have sprayed vials of acid all over you and caused like an immense amount of acid damage. Beautiful. And uh, they opened that wardrobe and they they failed the perception check or they or they didn't do any kind of check for it. They just like, I'm gonna open the wardrobe. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then right, they opened the man. wardrobe. And uh, this was actually uh, Squidly's bard that opened the wardrobe. Just And I kept saying wardrobe repeatedly whenever she's like, I'm going to go to this wardrobe. I'm like, all right, so you're going to the wardrobe. You're going to open the wardrobe? You're opening the wardrobe. Okay. So I need you to make me a dex save. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Why did I feel like that should have been my first clue when you mentioned the whole freaking bell in the center of the woods? Like What? What about the bell in the center of the woods? Yeah, what about it? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so they open the wardrobe. Acid splash starts to splash all over the room. And uh, 
there was a point where I was calculating out the damage, and I knew that the damage output was way more than what he had for HP at the time, because they had just come from a really hard encounter. Oh yeah, we and fought a like, young red like, dragon. Yeah, y'all just fought just y'all just fought a young red dragon, and uh, that was fun. And he was like on death's door at that point, and like the and I knew the damage output was like starting to max. But then he remembered. He's like, oh wait, I have a reaction. I'm gonna cast shield, and I'm like, okay. Yep, that'll do anything. That'll that'll okay. I understand panic reaction. Yeah, but like I won't yep. do anything. Yeah. Okay. Fine. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, that's yeah, having to deal with the problem player that constantly fudged his roles, didn't listen to the DM, argued with the DM whenever the DM was like, I need you to do this specific thing, having to question like things that were happening in the game as they were happening, like out of character, insulting characters out of character. Yeah, um, yeah that's that's one of the reasons why a person falling asleep at the table just because it was not his turn. Never having any of his spells ready, even though he constantly preached that he was a wizard and he was the best wizard ever. Yeah, it sounds was a like whole... A, sounds like a good person. I want to meet. Yeah, yeah, it was... 10 out of 10. You know. <laughs> um, yeah. I avoid their booth at Runfest every year. Oh. Mm, stories. Yeah. Oh. 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 Things are clicking. Um, no, I don't. I don't think things are clicking in the way you think. Okay, well then, never mind. But uh, uh, we'll talk <laughs> after. Um, hey, thank you. Uh, I believe you have one more question. I do, sir. At what point in your gaming experience do you realize? Did you realize that RPGs were relatable to life? In other words, can you give me an example that you just kind of thought about the game to kind of get you through something? Hmm. This is a loaded question. Uh, <laughs> what up, bro? Um, when I realized that I could translate uh, problems that I was having in real life into a game and use it, using that as a form of free therapy. Okay. Because I was able to... It's, it's kind of one of those things where... Um, I think I did that a lot with West because I normally am very guarded about my feelings about who i am as a person so i don't like to talk about like how like if somebody's like how are you and i'm like i'm mm, fine it's fine and i just like shut down the whole conversation because i don't like talking about my feelings at all that's why i'm paying someone to force me to talk about my feelings um <laughs> but i realized that having a character like west i was able to kind of act and speak without pressure without a filter a lot easier especially because west is a very reactionary character like if he's mad he'll let you know he's mad um if he's you know upset or like happy he's just you know very upfront very vocal very like if something that somebody says bothers him he will immediately call them out he'll shut them down he will yell at royalty and almost get killed if he doesn't for it. like you he will tell you if he doesn't like you he will tell you exactly like he's he's very honest he's very open and that's what it was in that moment i realized i could kind of learn from that character that was so different from me in a way but at the same time very similar because it's the same feelings same emotions but just 
handling them differently than how I normally would. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I think a lot of writers do that. Um, the, I assume Dickie also does that as well. Because um, like, I know that uh, the Harry Potter game, not so much because it was very rooted in the Harry Potter universe. Um, but uh, for a sake of role, there's a, a couple of things that um, were in there that um, I was using to try to understand and or cope with with how the world is. Not necessarily me per se, but like the world itself. Like there is a very clear uh, establishment on any race who does not walk in the daylight is inherently evil. Like that that's reflecting on like the BL the uh, Black Lives Matter movement. Um, there is the 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 orange tyrant that you guys face. Like these are a lot of things that like how do I express my frustration or anger in a healthy way and it translated and it just kinda of spilled over into the games. Um, but I think a lot of people that have that niche to create will do that um yeah it's it's a good outlet in a way i feel yeah um and yes D D is cheaper than therapy <laughs> way it's cheaper. way cheaper than therapy yeah well actually no i would disagree looking at this room looking at everything else outside. I'm like yes <laughs> the thousands of dollars i spent on this i will say uh, never mind okay, baby better way to put it is um Theater of it's, the Mind is cheaper than Theater of the Mind is way cheaper. Um, no, but D&D, I feel, definitely helps people come out of their shells in ways that they don't realize. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's very, very it's, true. It's, it's, in a way, its own safe space. Yeah. At the end of the day, you're all a bunch of nerds sitting around a table or computers, eating chips and having fun. Yeah, and if you're at a table that is does not feel safe... Don't yeah. be at that table. There's plenty of other tables that will gladly take you in. Um, but so here's the last last question of the night, as that we're we're at that runtime. Um, hey yo, bro, what up? What uh, up? What does DNC mean to you? Yeah, champ, you want to answer this one? It's a very complicated Here, question. We can't do the microphone. You can answer this one. Sure. All right. Thank you for that. Okay. Um, Thank you for your rebuttal. For me, DNC, it's it. I guess in a way to put it, it's new opportunities. Mm-hmm. It's when I first uh, got your DM, I did not expect it. I did not expect to end up at this point. I will say. I just expected to be sitting at a table rolling dice and just, you know, like once a week just to have fun. And then all of a sudden I get sucked into, uh, yes, sir. I get, I get sucked into this, um, crazy group of people that all love each other so unconditionally and support each other in all of their projects and, you know, wanting to better themselves, wanting to, create and share their stories with the world and their passions with the world and at the same time bringing new people in from like different you know 
time zones. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, You're all assholes, and I hate you. <laughs> perfect. That's that's the best way to describe this. Game. <laughs> love it. We love you. Too, we'll, we'll end on a high note. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, we are at that wrap up time. Is there a, any last minute thing you want to say? Any words of encouragement, of wisdom? Of wisdom? Oh no! You uh, should not ask me. Oh, <laughs> uh, what's your favorite? Uh, um, baking recipe. My don't you're not supposed to ask that. <laughs> you're not, not supposed to ask that because I don't have one, but I do like making sourdough bread. Uh, yeah, I read the comic. <laughs> <laughs> Although I did make a wonderful honey cake recipe today for uh, midsummer, so happy summer solstice, everyone! Oh, cool, 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 cool. Yeah. That's it. That's what do you want from me? That's right. I'm not a fucking fortune cookie, man. <laughs> actually, wait. Hold on. Hold on. I actually have a good one. Uh, uh, you have fortune Len, cookie. Len and I were talking about it today. Okay. 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 Uh, it's it's a it's some words of wisdom as my dog is yelling at me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Why are you so aggressive? Please calm down, sir. He's telling me it's time for his second scheduled bathroom break. Oh, yeah. He has, he has to clock in and out, so I have to get, get him onto the app to do it. Yeah, of course, of course. All right. So words of wisdom that Len and I are taking to heart because this past, like the past year and beyond that has been kind of difficult for us. Mm-hmm. Um, what with launching a webcomic and dealing with like criticism and people and all that stuff. So we found this quote, and it says, uh, "You will never be criticized by someone who is doing more than you. You will always be. Cri- you will only be criticized by someone doing less." You know, bro, I like that a lot. I, I really like that too. That's. I mean, it's not true, and it has its fallacies, but I like that a lot. <laughs> it's 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 one of those if the shoe fits kind of quotes you know yeah, like if no. you feel like you can relate to it in that way then hey it, I, I, it does something i like that that's pretty cool that's uh that uh that brought a smile to my face and it eased to my heart yeah cool all right guys well that's that's vic in the initiative chair um I don't, I, thing. <laughs> uh, I don't know if anyone has any last minute uh, questions oh, from, from uh chat i, I did yes we didn't. We didn't tell you, Vic. We were supposed to go like maybe two up more hours in this initiative. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, sure. We're supposed to. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. now, now you literally had to roll initiative. Now it's the lightning round. Uh, Shit. Now, we have, you, uh, yeah, now you have to roll initiative. We have. Oh, okay. Hold on. Uh, uh, one second. One second. We have people outside with baseball bats. It's a rock. <laughs> it's a rock. I actually rolled a rock. It just sounded like dice. <laughs> um, I just have rocks on hand on my desk. Just, just. Giving uh, uh, just just chat a second or two, but uh, yeah, um, yeah, we're, we're gonna be uh playing some new games, yeah, uh, completely new games. I mean, challenges, the, it challenges. Uh, oh my god, is that the, another uh, spider? No, yay! The uh, a spider uh, on my window. Oh, that's it's, it's good. It's, it's gonna. Oh god, that's the first challenge. I have spider. Uh, uh, even though the Star Wars game is fifth edition technically, but the uh, more things branching out of just medieval fantasy. Uh, so yeah, um, 
Uh, well, uh, I believe Trent's next up. I'm not sure, but I, uh, I'm i going to say that with 80% certainty in my uh, voice. Uh, and then I think we have one more guy. And uh, that's it for the initiative chairs. And we're just going to go back to our normal uh, normal podcast schedule. Normal uh, podcast schedule. Is this ever a normal podcast? Normal is not a word we use. Around What's here. normal? That's true, that's true. Um, what is the normal? Normal? What? Yeah, normal. It's it's a it's an NPC character name. Uh, <laughs> normal. Oh, hi. My name's Normal. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Welcome to my shop. <laughs> we have only. Would you like some? Uh, would you like some beaver nuggets? This here is the bouncing Jesus. <laughs> Walk in the Cheers bar. Normal. I feel like that's Orc Death walking into any tavern it, all yeah. across the realm. Everybody just knows him. <laughs> this is a place where everyone just knows your name. Surrounds. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, well, I guess we're going to end it here. Uh, please take care of one another. Please uh, don't forget to love each other. Um, be kind to yourself. Uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see you soon. Uh, yeah. All right. Bye, everybody. Adios. Bye. Bye. Bye.